This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every Sunday morning, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show, and I hope you're having a good morning out there. I know it is a hot, hot weekend again here in Kansas City, and everybody's getting ready for all their sporting activities for the day. It's going to be a lot of activities outside, and you know, I, I have been on the air here for 31 years. I'm in my 41st year of work as a sports psychologist in Kansas City. I deal with all kinds of things in my office. All kinds of clients come in with different issues. Confidence, mental preparation, focus, developing a positive attitude, getting along with teammates, getting along with coaches. And a lot of the young people I come in talk to me about their relationships with their coaches. How they communicate with each other, how they get along, and one of the things I seem to, to hear from so many teenage and, and, and collegiate athletes are the issues with how a coach guides and leads them. So I want to get into that today. What are your thoughts, if you're a coach, about leadership? How do you lead? How do you coach? How do you communicate? You know, I've, I've talked all the time about, in the book we just uh, wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. It's getting over a little allergies here. There's a section in our, our book, a chapter about coaches, and we talk in there about coaches' role, and we talk about qualities of a great coach. And one of the important qualities, I think, is being a good listener, being a good communicator, but most importantly, being a good listener. What's it mean to be a good listener? Well, it means to understand, from my perspective, if you're a coach, why are these kids on the team? What are their goals? Why are they here? Let's face it, if you play youth sports, I talk about this all the time, you should be there to have fun, learn fundamentals, get better, enjoy the experience. The winning and losing, to me, shouldn't matter until you're probably 13 or 14. The score of the game shouldn't matter that much. It's more about the experience. Because when you're you know, in your 20s, you're probably not going to remember the score of a game as much as you're going to remember, did you have fun and how'd you play? So one of the qualities that I, I find with a lot of people who come in and talk with me regarding coaches is how they lead, how they guide them, but also, can they communicate with them? And for many young athletes, especially high school and collegiately, they feel they have, they're scared to talk to their coaches. 
A lot of coaches don't want to talk about things. They don't want to discuss things. They just want to go out and play. So I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, what's your communication style with your athletes? What do you encourage them to do as far as talking to you? Do you encourage them to talk to you? Do you not want them to talk to you? What's your philosophy about that? And if you're an athlete, are you scared to talk to your coach? Are you scared to talk about playing time, about confidence, about you know where you stand with the team? What, 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 where's your, what's your philosophy? What's your feeling about that? Our phone number here is 913-3810-810. If you're a coach, I'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts about how you lead, how you guide your athletes, and what's your communication style? You know, obviously with a lot of athletes, they need to be pushed, they need to be challenged. And sometimes a coach is going to have to get, you know, pretty aggressive in terms of pushing them. But then sometimes you have athletes who need to be coddled a little more. I hate to use that word, but that's the word that comes out. Coddled, you know, dealt with sort of carefully because they've got confidence issues. You know, a good coach is a good psychologist, a bad coach is a sports psychologist. So my producer, Blake Schneiders, is here, as he is every week. And so, Blake, I want to get from you, okay, you, you played all these different sports, all these different teams. What did you see as far as leadership from coaches? Did you, do you feel you had some coaches who maybe weren't the greatest leaders, did, didn't take the time to really listen to you as an athlete? Or do you feel the coaches you had were really good about that? So I yeah, so I had a lot of different coaches over my. You played in a lot of different teams. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I played pretty much every sport a, a man could play besides tennis, um, which you are very good at. Um, well, I played a lot, whether I was good or not. Another, another thing. <laughs> I I had um, I had a lot of coaches that were very good leaders. I mean, one of my favorite coaches, who was probably one of the greatest leaders that I've ever played for, was our very own Tim Grunhart. Here at Sports Radio A10, he was by far one of the greatest leaders I've ever played for. It was the and way. Where was that? This was at Bishop Meage High School. Okay, and and he knew how and to. And this lead. is on the football team. For people yes, who don't know. Yes, okay. this was on football. He knew how to talk to young men, and I say young men, not kids, right? Because he treated you as if you were going to be an evolving and an ever changing young man, whether you were twelve. Whether you were 18, you know, let's say you got into high school early, you know, didn't matter. He talked to you as if you were going to be an ever-changing, ever-evolving, moldable young man. And the way he led, the way he talked to you on the field, off the field, if he scolded you, he also patted you on the back the next play, regardless. It was just he knew how to be a leader of men, and I think that was a very positive influence in my life as far as somebody who understood their role, knew the the demographic of kids they were talking to and kids, young men they were talking to, and was able to, whether you were white, black, Asian, Mexican, didn't matter, he, he found a way to connect with you on an individual level, and that was great. Well, he was went to Notre Dame, was coached by Lou Holtz, uh-huh. went and played with the Chiefs, obviously, when Marty Schottenheimer was here. So he had two great coaches who were great leaders and great communicators from what I know of both. Never met both, but from everything I know about both. So I'm sure that guided him. And I know he's a very strong family man too. He's raised some some great kids. And so one of the things about that with Tim, and I've talked to him before you know, on the air, is 
I, I think he understood what it took to motivate someone, but also what it, it, it took to, to maybe help somebody get through a hard time. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Very much so. Yeah, we had we had players. I mean, I, I think that there was a uh, a player in, in high school where he actually took him under his wing and he lived with him for for a, a short period of time because his home life was not so great. Um, I think there was more than one player actually where he invited him into his home and said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to." To guide you as a young man. Did you move into his house too? I, I did not move into his house. No, I had I, I did have a good home life. So, uh, but there was a one or two players that I do know of that that he did take under his wing and and, and took care of them. So the qualities of a great coach, as far as leadership skills, what are they? I'd love to open up our phone lines. Let's get some calls in here. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. If you're an athlete, you've had a coach you really admired, you really liked. What were some of the qualities about that coach that that allowed you to succeed or maybe you had a coach who wasn't a very good leader you had a coach you didn't get along with what were some of those qualities once again 913 is our number if you're a coach what's your leadership style like how do you communicate with your athletes what do you say to them what if they're struggling how do you try to coach them through that if they're if they're not doing well do you get upset at them do you take them out of the lineup do you sit down and work with them at practice what's your style about that 913 Three eight ten eight ten is our number. If you're an athlete, what type of style do you need from a coach? What kind of leadership skills do you need from a coach? I'd love to hear from you on that. Let's get some calls in here. Let's talk about it. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. And our shows are all podcasted. You can find them on all the podcast apps and also on my website, winnersunlimited.com. I encourage you to uh, get your friends and coaches, uh, parents to listen to them. I get calls from people all over the country who listen to the podcast and really enjoy what we're talking about here. And so today's topic is coaching leadership. And what are the styles of, of coaching that work for you? And what, what, what type of leadership does your coach need to have to motivate you, to pump you up, to get you going? But also when you're screwing up, you know, one of the great things I think about great coaches is when they have a a player on their team or someone they're coaching who's not doing well, they will take the time to figure out why. And what I hear from a lot of clients that I have who have trouble with coaches is the coaches get mad at them when they're screwing up instead of taking the time to find out what's going on and why. And that's where I said earlier, I think a good coach is a good psychologist. And as that's, as you, you play on a team, as you get to see how you fit in, it's important to understand, I think, the style your coach has and what it is you need. And that's where the whole communication aspect comes in. So I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach. What is your coaching style? What do you do when you have an athlete who's not doing well? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Love to hear from you. How do you coach them? What style of leadership do you have? Is it is it demanding? Is it is it listening to them? Is it pushing them? Is it challenging them? Is it being quiet? And if you're an athlete, what works for you? Once again, nine one three three eight ten eight ten is our number. Love to hear from you on that. If you're an athlete, what do you need from your coach? Do you need them to push you? Need them to challenge you? Need them to be to be understanding? So, Blake, you're talking about Tim Grunhard, 
and you played on a bunch of other teams, obviously. You had some coaches who maybe weren't the best communicators. I know we've talked about that before. How did that, you know, you're a pretty resilient guy, so things can sort of roll off your back. But I'm sure you had guys, and you can think back on it, who you had some coaches that maybe didn't treat them the best when they screwed up, got angry at them, and you could see their confidence fall apart, right? 100%. There was there was plenty of coaches who, and when you have when you're coaching, you know, 60, 70, 80 guys. Well, you're talking about a football team. We could be talking about a baseball team, which is yes. about twenty something. I'm sorry, yeah, most, most of my stuff is from football, but um, you know, just just coaches in general. I've seen coaches who choose not to make the player that they're talking to or scolding or trying to coach. They don't come off with the right tone. And not everybody learns the same, just like not everybody learns the same in school, just like not everybody learns the same when it comes to athletics. There's different ways to coach guys. And there's clearly been times where coaches will favor one player and give them a long leash. And then another player, they won't at all. And yet they will also choose to not give that player a long leash and then not communicate with that player. On maybe why they're being hard on them. So, okay, so the word respect pops into my mind as you're talking here. 100%. Okay, respect both ways, from the athlete to the coach and the coach to the athlete. And so get, I, th- I think for great coaches have the respect of their players in the sense that the, the, the players understand where the coach is coming from, the coach understands where the player is coming from. They take the time to get to understand their athletes as people. And I hear this a lot. I know... One of the great coaches I've I've known through my through my many years of work is Al Saunders. Just retired last year as an NFL coach over forty years. He was very successful NFL offensive coordinator with the Chiefs. He was obviously with, with the Rams when they won the Super Bowl under Dick Vermeil. And we also had Dick Vermeil on earlier this year. And they and, and Al talked about one of the things that he emphasized for himself when he coached was getting to know the athletes he coached as people. He wanted to know their mindset, what motivated them, what scared them, what pushed them. And that was one of the aspects, I think, that made him such a great coach and very successful. And I've had many athletes on who've talked about working with him. I might say admired him. And it's interesting. I mean, as I said, Al's now retired. But he's told me he's still in touch with dozens and dozens of the athletes he coached because they respected him as a person. And I think that's one of the qualities I think great coaches have is they take the time to get to understand their athletes as people. All right, once again, no one's called in yet. I'd love to get some calls. 913-3810-810 is the number. If you're a coach, what's your coaching style? How do you motivate your athletes? What do you do when they're screwing up? What do you say to them or what do you not say to them? If you're an athlete and you've had a coach who you didn't like, didn't get along with, what was why was that? What was the difference about? How did you try to work through that? And if you had a coach you really enjoyed or admired, what were the qualities they had? And as a parent, when you're signing your kids up for sports, obviously you're looking at who's coaching the team. What are they about? What's their training like? What do they know? And, you know, for youth sports especially, you get lots of times, you know, they need there needs to be a coach for a team so a parent – volunteers to coach they may not have a lot of coaching background but they may have played in that sport 
So I just think it's important to understand if you're if you're gonna play going to play on a team. What's what is it going to be like? I know many of the teams I've been on. I've been on teams with with coaches who wanted to get to know their players as people. When I work with the Royals, for example, John Wathen back in 1990, he was an ex-player. He he knew some of the players on the team like George Brett, Willie Wilson, Frank White, but he took the time to take time to talk to them as people get to know them more in a different level as as a leader as a guide more so than just a teammate trey hillman is another one who i worked with for a long time with the royals who i admired tremendously because trey cared deeply about the athletes as people and we had we had guys who had some issues he would want to help them get through it and work through it i think those are qualities of great coaches so 913-3810810 is our number i'd love to hear from you if you're a coach, what are you looking at in terms of the athletes you're working with? When there's a confidence issue, and let's take this topic specifically, when you have someone who's got a confidence issue, how do you try to get them to work through it and get through it? How do you help them try to understand what's going on, what's frustrating them, and get to the other side? That's one of the biggest topics, I think, for most people who play sports. If we take any any word that... People come in and talk to me about more than anything else that's confidence. You know, what to me, what is confidence? It's the ability to believe in yourself, your skills, your ability, your talents. How do you develop positive confidence? How do you have, when you've got poor confidence, what's the reason for that? And lots of times that to me is where a coach fits into the picture. And many of the young athletes that I have who've had confidence issues will come in and many times they'll talk to me about they had a coach who yelled at them, screamed at them when they were kids, got angry at them when they screwed up, and consequently, they went into a shell, they, they got scared, they're afraid to fail, they're afraid to screw up, and that lead, led to more and more things to where they didn't play well. Even though they may have the skills and abilities, they were scared to do it for fear of screwing up. And that, to me, is where I think a good coach is going to take the time to get to understand their athletes as people, get to understand that issue. So... If you've had a if you've had an athlete with a confidence issue, as a coach, what do you do? How do you try to get them through that? 913-3810-810 is our number. You know, we've got lots of games going on right now. Lots of people are driving to practices right now. Love to hear from you on that because confidence as a coach is probably the most important aspect you're going to work with athletes on. Blake, you want to jump in on that? I mean, confidence is is one of the biggest keys to any success in, in a young athlete's life, especially going forward. So if you can build that at a young age and you know how to, as a coach, properly build that, it's going to help you going forward. All right. Whenever you had a teammate, and you've had many, many teammates who had confidence issues, how did you see – I know you were never short on confidence when you played, as you are now, but – when you had some athletes with that, I, I want to hear from you. We'll get get to the phones here in a second. I want to see what 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 some of the coaches did, who you worked with, who you played for. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. Because to me, great coaches take the time to get to understand when when they've got an athlete with confidence issues, they don't get angry at them. I think they try to understand what's going on and help them work through it. And what I've seen with many that many of the athletes that I see in my office. Oftentimes, they've had coaches that didn't take the time to do that. They get mad at them. And what does that do to the athlete? Well, it, it forces them to go into more of a shell and be scared to, to 
express themselves. Okay, go, go back on what we're saying, Blake. I was just, we got we to gotta call her in, so, but we got to go to break. So Okay, we'll go to our break. We'll come back. Eric, you'll be up first. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm talking about confidence today, coaching leadership. How do coaches coach? What do you have? What do you do when you have a coach who isn't the best communicator? What do you do when you have a coach who is a good communicator? How does coaches coach confidence? Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Eric. Eric, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great, Doc. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for calling in. Um, I think I just, you know, listening to your call and um, to your show this morning and being a coach myself. And I think one of the, the hardest things is is being on the same page with the parents of the youth and child who is trying to get his confidence because sometimes the parents don't understand either how hard it is for that kid and the pressure it is to try to perform, not just for the coaches and his teams, but for the parents who want so much from that child to come out and perform. Understanding that there's a process depending on the age that you're working with. With youth kids from maybe fifth to eighth grade, right now they're learning how to play that sport. So how the parent and the coaches are able to communicate together to get that kid to understand what it takes for them to be successful on the field, whether that's their role as a starter, their role as coming off the bench, makes a big difference. Uh, for high school kids, you know, as they get older, how are they able to process all the information given at an older age compared to that kid who's not at their high school level? Um, you know, finding ways as a coach to get kids to have confidence, maybe it's just giving them the opportunity to do something different that they haven't done before. Uh, maybe it's in practice talking to them. So uh, confidence comes in many ways as coaches. It's just it's a, it's a teamwork of parents, coaches, players, and everybody involved, I think, to really help uh, players have the ultimate confidence to go out there and get their best performance. What sports do you coach, Eric? I coach basketball. Okay, what ages? Uh, I've coached from professional, college, high school, and youth. And all of them are pretty much the same except for when you're dealing with pros, their confidence level doesn't come from their ability to play. It usually comes from something outside of that sport that they're lacking, that they need the confidence or the extra help to really focus in during that time um, that they're playing compared to youth kids. They're just trying to play hard to, to get on the court or, or make points or make mom and dad happy because the coaches, if it's a bad coach, you know, they're yelling at them just because they don't understand that you have to teach the game at a young age and not expect them to know the game. Okay, so as a coach, when you're trying to coach a young athlete to develop their confidence, what are you doing? How do you do that? What do you say to them? What do you not say to them? Positive affirmations. Um, understanding that their learning of that sport is at a different growth depending on each kid and how much they've played that sport. Um, basketball, nowadays you have 
these trainers who are teaching one thing as you have been playing for a coach who's teaching another. So how do you find balance in both to take the information that you're using with that skilled trainer to come and bring that to the team asset and at the same time coordinate it as you play to make your teammates happy and make the coach happy and make your trainer happy because you're paying a trainer a lot of money to teach you something that you hope coordinates to what you need to be successful on the okay court. you're bringing up a, you're bringing up something that a lot of people have have talked to me about lots of the young athletes I work with have a personal trainer personal coach in that sport and they'll be on a team and then oftentimes what the trainer or private coach is teaching them is not the same as what the coach and the team wants them to do so how do you work through that um, one, you just have to tell that, that young person in their family because they're the ones spending the money that just because you're training with somebody doesn't mean that it correlates into what the big picture of being a college athlete might be. So okay. underst- having that trainer and that coach that they play for have an understanding. Okay, this is the offense that we're running with my team. How can you help me? within that or have a strong base to be able to carry over where the skill level carries over to no matter what type of coach I'm playing for. So what I'm hearing from you is it's all about communication. It's all, yes, about, it's all about communication. All right, so when you've got an athlete who's got a confidence problem, what have you done to try to help them work through it? Um, and, and excuse me, excuse me. And, and first of all, how do you know they've got a confidence problem? What comes up to make you aware of that? Body language is the biggest key. Um, how they talk, how they how they hold their head, or how they communicate with inside the group, and then getting them one on one, just understanding what's going on. How can we fix it? And if a kid knows you're going to work with them to get better, they will give you a hundred and ten percent of their effort because they want to get better. And when parents and that player are all together, it makes it even that much more of a better success story because you can see the kid, you can see the family, and it carries over outside of the sports also because confidence, it it carries over in other things. If you're not doing well on the court, what makes you going to do well when you're outside by yourself with your friends and everybody else? So your body language carries no matter what sport or whatever you're doing with confidence. So – what I'm picking up from what you're sharing with us this morning, it's about communication. And it's about all about communication. Yeah, it's about getting to know the athletes as a person. Why are they on the team? What are their goals? What do they want? What do the parents want? And your job as a coach is to be a good communicator, but most importantly, be a good listener to understanding that. Absolutely. Well, Eric, I want to thank you very much for your call. It sounds like you are a great coach and probably have helped a lot of people. I really appreciate your comments this morning. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Okay, that frees up our lines here. 913-3810-810. If you're a coach, I'd love to hear from you like Eric. How do you coach kids who have confidence issues? And how do you exert your leadership in that situation? If you're an athlete, what do you want from a coach in terms of communication skills, leadership, and when you're having a confidence problem to work through it? That's probably, you know, like I said, the biggest issue I think for most athletes is is working with a coach 
or teammates regarding their confidence. And to me, that's where, like I said, a good coach is going to understand when you're not playing well, when you have an athlete that's not playing well, you're going to try to understand why they're not playing well. You're not going to be critical and get angry at them. You're going to take the time to get to know them as a person. What's going, Maybe there's something going on off the field, off the court, outside of their sport life that's affecting them, getting them down. Maybe they've got a personal issue, whatever it might be. But that's where I think being a good listener, being a good communicator with your athletes is important. All right, our phone lines are 913-3810-810. Let's get some more calls in here. I'd love to hear from you. If you're a parent and your son or daughter has had a coach maybe that wasn't the best communicator, what did you do about that? How did you work with them on that? How did you help them to understand your son or daughter better? That's that's another component of this. Like our caller Eric just mentioned, you know, I think getting to know the athletes as people. Throughout my career, like I said, I've worked with, with Olympic coaches, professional coaches, college, high school, the whole the whole gamut. And what I've seen is is the best coaches really take the time to get to know their athletes outside of the sport. Why are you here? What do you want to do? With, with young kids, they'll try to get to know the parent. Why, from the parent, why, why is your son or daughter on the team? What do they want to do? Are they here to just have fun? Are they here to learn? Here just just play with their teammates? And that's where coaching styles come in because I think, as I said, the best coaches will be good listeners to their athletes. So if you're a parent, I'd love to hear from you. If you're a coach, I'd love to hear from you. If you're an athlete, what have been some of the qualities of, of the best coach you would say you've had? What stood out to you about that coach? When I've asked that question before, one of the common themes that seems to come up is they cared about me as a person. You know, let's take the University of Kansas, Bill Self. Never met Coach Self, but we had Tyrell Reed on earlier this year talking about when they won the 2008 championship. He talked about how Coach Self would push these guys in practice as hard as he could push them. But after practice, just our previous caller, Eric, mentioned, he put his arm around, tell him how much he cared about him, cared about him as a person, and the, and the athletes trusted him. See, there's a word I haven't mentioned yet, trust. Okay, They trusted that the coach was doing what they're doing to help them get better. So if they're challenging them and pushing them hard, they know it's from a positive aspect. All right, once again, 913 is the number. Love to hear from you on this topic. It's a topic we have to deal with if you play a sport, I don't care if it's youth sports, all the way up to the professional level. This is something you have to deal with as an athlete. How do you, you know, and and that's another thing regarding that. When you get on a team, how important is it to find out about the coach's coaching style? You know, a lot of kids will sign up for a youth sports team because it's the neighborhood team. It's where they live. They may not have that choice. Lots of people will join. I know with tryouts for a lot of sports, They'll try out for different teams, volleyball, soccer, for example, baseball, softball. They'll try it for different teams because of the team's reputation, but also because of the coach's reputation. They want to be with a coach who they feel will guide them and direct them in the right way. Lots of people just sign up for a team because it's, it's the best uh, convenient area from a, from a geographical perspective, but oftentimes that's where the trouble comes up with, with sometimes coaches in the sense of, they may not feel the best about that coach's leadership skills, coaching styles, whatever. So that's where I think if you're a parent, you're going to sign your kids up for a team. I think it's important 
to get to know that coach as a person. What's their what's their leadership style like? How do they coach? How do they communicate? And like I said earlier, do they take the time to listen? Yeah, Blake, you want to jump in on this? Yeah, I just a an idea for you coaches out there. I had a, a great coach growing up. Not just Tim Grunhart. I had a lot of coaches growing up, but um, Coach Justin Hoover, who I believe is uh, I don't know if he's still the coach at at, at uh, Shawnee Mission East or not, but um, in what sport? Football. This was for football, but but what he did, and, and any coach can take this because this was great. What he did was he gathered his position group. So he was the uh, he was the safeties coach and the DB coach. So what he did was he took us safeties and he actually invited us over for dinner one night after practice. So. He brought us over, and it wasn't to coach us. It wasn't to sit down and watch a game film. It was simply to get to know us a little better and ask us pertinent questions about the way we like to be coached and how we, like, what is our goal in in the grand scheme of things? And it wasn't, that wasn't the first thing he said. You know, we were all, he, he treated us just like good teammates and young men that he was trying to coach. But not just coach in that moment, but he, he wanted to sit down and have an actual conversation with you. How was your how's your life going? How's how's things at home? You know, how's school going? You got a girlfriend, you know. What what's what's going on in your life? How's your friends? You know? And and so it was just a it was simply a meeting of getting to know the players in which you coach a little bit better. Now this was only one time. It's not like we went over there every Friday night. It's not like we went over there, you know, twice a week or anything like that. This was simply a one-off meeting of before the season started getting to know your players. I've worked with many NFL linemen and several of them will have they'll have weekly dinners, you know, during the week. And oftentimes they will have the coach, their line coach and assistant coach come with them. To, you know, go out and have dinner. That and, is a common theme amongst linemen. Apparently, they just love to eat. I think is the excuse. Well, they, yeah, <laughs> they, they, well they're big guys, but but these are offensive linemen that I'm talking about. And um, in fact, we've I've had you know uh, Buffalo Bills center Mitch Morse has been on the show several times talking about this, and he he shared this. They they will go out you know and 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 get together as a group and just talk, and I think that's what. Lots of times I think a, a really good coach does is he gets to know, he or she will get to know their athletes as people away from the sport. And they'll also open up about who they are. And I think oftentimes, you know, there are a lot of coaches that won't do that, obviously. They don't want their athletes to know anything about them, personally. But I think when it comes to respect, that's something, when you take the time to do something away from the, the sport, it can help. You know, I, I saw the, the, the new Top Gun movie a while back. And there's a scene in there, not to ruin it for people who haven't seen it, but there's a scene where Tom Cruise takes the uh, fighters out down to the beach and they're playing football or they're just playing, they're just playing football down there. And then the, the guy in charge uh, comes out and, what the hell are you doing? What, what's going on here? You're supposed to be training these guys. He goes, we are. This is part of what we need to do to be a team. It's it's work, you know. It isn't about flying the planes. It's about being together and getting to know each other. And and I think that that brought them together 
much more as a group, which is what what, what helped in, in terms of the results of the movie. But I think lots of times that, that getting to know the human component of your your players, getting to know what they're about, getting to know why they're there, makes such a big difference. And that's and Blake, that's what that's what you mentioned by doing that. That's taking the time away from the from the sport to just say, hey, let's just let's just hang out and and see how you relax, see how you you know chill. What what are the things you do to just just be yourself? And I think great coaches take the time to do that. I know having having worked with so many when I worked with the U.S. Olympic cycling team, the national cycling team back in the eighties, we had a coach Eddie Borowiecz who who immigrated from Poland. And he was a great cyclist himself. We won nine medals in the 84 Olympics, had one ending in 72 years. And I know Eddie, Eddie B., as he was known, he would take the time to get to know the, the men and women on the team as people. I mean, we were together. We traveled all the time. You know, we, we spent hours and hours away off the bikes as people. And so getting to know everyone individually was very important for him. And it led to a lot of the success of the cycling team. Everybody didn't always agree with him, but he would get to know them as people. I know there was one athlete in, in particular who at training, they were just not getting along. And so we ended up coming back to my dorm room and we ordered Domino's pizza. We were there for 12 hours. We ordered Domino's twice that night to work through the issues that were going on. And, and throughout this whole conversation, they both opened up about who they were as people, and I think it, it led to a lot of respect for them as the team went on to go to the Olympics because this individual athlete had to ride. Uh, he, was a, he was a reserve, but he ended up having to ride an event, and it was real important that he had the right attitude about that. So I think as a coach, to me, one of the most important aspects that you have to have as, as a psychologist working with so many teams, you've got to understand your athletes as people. And I think the great coaches are the ones who take the time away from the sport to understand what's this person about? Why are they here? And yeah, let's face it, with youth sports, you're not going to do something like that. You're not going to go hang out with the kids. Obviously, you can't do that. But I think that's where getting to know the parents, getting to know what the parents' motivation for being on the team, getting to understand what are the athletes scared of? What are they afraid of? I think that makes a big difference. All right, we're going, we have one, one more caller. All right, let's go back to the phones. And who's it? Who's this? Brana. Good morning. How are you? You're on the air. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to give a shout out to a former coach at Princeton High School in Princeton, Missouri, Coach Jim King. He coached all of my boys and my husband, and he was just an extraordinary high school coach. What was it about him that made him so good? He knew every kid, every kid, and all about him, and he was the most patient man, and didn't just coach him in sports, but coached him all the way through life. What would you say was his greatest attribute? His kindness and just leadership. Always inspiring the kids. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of coaches who didn't do that. Um, not a lot, but he was just extraordinary. Well, I mean, as far as maybe the teams your your kids played against, it seemed like the coaches didn't take the time as much as, as this this individual to get to know their athletes as people from what you could see. Yeah, Jim took all the time in the world with every kid. 
Well, that's wonderful that you're calling and sharing that story. Is he still coaching? No, he passed away. Okay. Well, sorry about that. But it sounds like your husband and your kids learned a tremendous amount from him. Yes. And it's left a big impact on you as well. Yes. Well, thanks for calling and sharing that. I appreciate that. Thank you. You have a great day. You know, that that's exactly why we do this show, because people have great memories, great feelings about so many of the players and coaches they've, they've been around. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show. Our shows are podcasted everywhere on my website as well, winnersunlimited.com. You can check them out there. I encourage people to listen to these. I know a lot of people tell me they really get a lot from it. Always want to get a hold of me. You can reach me at my office, 816-561-5556. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.